0: What's up? How you doing, man? I'm good. How have you been, brother? I'm doing all right, you know, the best I can over here. Yo, yo.
1: Arturo. What's up? Not much, man.
2: Arthur, this is Brendan, Brendan, Arthur. Nice to meet you, brother. Alive and well. It's good to see both of you. It's been a minute.
1: Yeah, Sebastian. Life's a little kooky, but look at what we're doing, man.
2: We're making the best. It was so funny, like when you reached out, Arthur, about what happened to you, and I was like, Oh my god, like I had did a podcast with Brendan way back in the day when he was talking about like the yeah. same situation. And so I figured, you know, both of you guys are hilarious
1: and... uh, I'm willing to pimp out my trauma, no questions asked. (laughs) Yeah, same here. I'm good,
2: man. That's great. I'm glad to hear it. You have four kidneys in here right now, Sebastian. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to What Happened to You. Today, I've got two stand-up comedians who I've known for quite some time now, actually. Brendan Ryan and Arthur Resian. Thank you guys so much for coming on. Thank, Thank you happy to be here. Me, the idea for this podcast for what happened to you actually came from the first podcast I ever did, which was with Brendan Ryan, yeah, and Chris Mariboli. Shout out. We just got right into molestation, like pretty much. <laughs> <maybe later. laughs> It was probably three months into doing stand up, and you guys were nice enough to have me on. And it just became this really cool discussion about everything that happened with you, Brendan, and Chris. And it was all different types of experiences, but it was just like this sort of like immediate comfort level that was attained by like all of us just being willing to like share what happened to us without any sort of shame or remorse or anything. And it was just like, I don't know, it was a very fun experience and i didn't really i didn't know what to expect but i just uh it, it was such a good feeling that was a lot of fun I, I, if i remember yeah. correctly
0: i think we did it we did like an open mic and then we went to like some restaurant and just threw microphones right. on the table Dude, that write. sounds
1: <laughs> awesome
0: yeah it was great there was something about being in, in like an empty restaurant everything just flows you know you just you feel like you're a we were in a booth like yeah. it just worked That's uh, right. and i think we did it we did it again on the other podcast too Yes. We need the conversation, and I'm glad to continue it on your podcast now.
1: Wow. Yeah. I think what you guys are describing is a trauma bonding. And yeah, that's awesome.
2: That's right. <laughs> it is <trauma> <laughs> It's very real. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, And it's been kind of a universal thing. Like, I mean, whenever you are willing to talk about what happened to you, like people just feel okay sharing whatever happened to them. So that's been the theme of the podcast. And it's just it so happens that both of you have had very similar experiences. So, Brendan, if you want to kick it off. So, yeah, I've
0: had uh, – I was born with one kidney it was a pelvic kidney so it was like sort of born in the front of me. I, it was my kidney was in the front you know and,
1: uh, <laughs> you're about to go medical but then he went yeah yeah, yeah, yeah yeah i'm
0: i'm not going to i don't know And so. he went
1: long that's great yeah
0: <laughs> and uh you know as luck would have it that kidney didn't work so well so when i was about 13 i guess that's when i i found out i was going to probably have to need a kidney transplant and then I didn't get one until I was like six, until I was 16, till I was like 16. I didn't wow. get my, my first kidney transplant. I was 16. Uh, and I got that one from my mom. And I had that for 10 years. And then I got the next one from my dad. Uh, and and here I am today That's, That's my wild. story uh, in a nutshell <laughs> We can yeah. break it open more if you want Yeah Hi.
1: Can I jump in here? Can I lay my... So I believe three years old Diagnosed with atypical hemolytic uremic syndrome I don't know what that is Don't ask me I just know the name of it So six years old Get my dad's kidney That lasted 10 years And then uh, got my mom's kidney That's going on 14 years and still have it So Wow so we're flipped on the parentals and uh a similar timeline and freaking yeah. We're both kidney boys. I love this. Dude, I'm excited <laughs>
0: like yeah. Forget about the podcast. I'm just excited to meet somebody else with two kidney transplants.
1: Another kidney boy from the parent, right? Like it's exactly. (laughs) Oh man! So the the, ten years for the first one too. What is about the ten year mark? I don't know, man. I don't know. Daddy only lasted me ten, bro. But he went strong. (laughs) He went strong Strong for a while.
2: Yeah, damn so what was that's pretty cool sorry that's no not at all that's it's it's just like wild to because is this like is is it pretty common like to need a second kidney after getting the first one yes or not
1: i don't know about common but so the science is you're putting a foreign thing in your body right so just like a disease etc your body will try to reject it you know and the meds are only advanced so far and they can only do so much. And then eventually your body's like, no, I'm better than that. They start rejecting the the kidney. So you need the other parent, and then you start needing siblings and people from Mexico and all kinds of crazy shit. So.
0: Right? Yeah. What's next? <laughs> so hey, Sebastian, how are your kidneys? <laughs> yeah, <it's great>.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna be collecting one from each of you pretty soon. Here, I might have to. That's uh, <laughs> <laughs> how it works. Listen,
0: I did your podcast. You owe me a favor.
2: <laughs> exactly. Equivalent, actually, that is
1: of equal value.
2: <laughs> yeah. Just before we continue, Arthur, I don't know if you can hear it, Brent but it's like a little bit uh delayed with arthur i think so
0: yeah it's a little delayed i I mean i don't want to i don't want to speak bad about another kidney transplant it seems like your computer stinks (laughs) or kidney brothers hey i built this
1: thing myself (laughs) (laughs) come on i don't know what's worse your
0: computer function or your uh, your renal function function. (laughs)
1: yeah yeah.
2: (laughs) why you got me don't sweat it we'll we'll be fine Come on, you can work it in post, Sebastian. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll smooth it out in post. Dude, that's that is wild though. So what was what was it like when you first realized that you had to get a new one? Because you were both relatively young.
0: I remember my uh there's a there's like a thing called creatinine. Um and my numbers kept kind of raising slowly and I was fairly healthy and I felt fine, but um it got to the point where, you know, you you do your your I was going, I guess, a few months, every few months I would see my doctor. And I I remember I was working, and I got the call, and they're like, you know, you're either, you know, they started talking about dialysis. Now, Arthur, have you ever been on dialysis? Yes, I have. You have, so I
1: never have. So how did you go three years from finding out you probably needed one to getting one?
0: Well, they they sort of I, I guess they they knew it wasn't uh, working. They tried. I, I, had, I took some medication when I was young, like some kind of they were going to add eh, this will help him out. But it never really worked. Um, I guess they That's- sort of saw the writing
1: on the wall. Interesting, because, uh, well, with the meds, my grandma made me drink beet juice, and I'm sure that did absolutely nothing. Wow, I never <laughs> Her mind, juice. Yeah, it's, it's nothing.
0: I found uh, this out recently. So I did another podcast about kidney transplants. That's that's my thing. <laughs> <laughs> that's my thing now, you know? My comedy is, <laughs> all right. but So let's hear Tip about it. Out, dude. Problems. It out. So I, I talked to my dad, and my dad told me... Um, Around that time when, I guess when I was around, you know, a few years before my first transplant, the hospital actually wanted me to go on dialysis before. They were under the belief that I wouldn't appreciate the kidney or something if I didn't go on dialysis. <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? It was weird, I don't know.
2: You got to earn this fucking kidney, bro. You gotta earn it. I was
0: very lucky that my parents were both matches. So like, we were like, well, we're going to do this now. Like my health was starting to, I, I wasn't feeling great. I remember I was a kid. So like, I remember like playing sports and not like, I was just like kind of sleepy all the time, I guess. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I remember being 16 or 15 around, around that time and saying, let's do it this summer. And I don't know, we were, and we did, we, my parents told the, doctor like this is we're going to do this now because i'm not going to put my son through dialysis if we can do a kidney transplant but i thought it was interesting that that was their way of looking at it i kind of get it like you don't know who you're dealing with as a kid you could be a disaster and like uh you don't want somebody to ruin a kidney so Mm -hmm. i never had to deal with what is uh what what is that like because i always i'm afraid of it i'm afraid i'm gonna have to do it one day dialysis Oh, uh, it sucks
1: a lot. Yeah. Um, it's analogous to chemo in that you're there all the time or Mm -hmm. frequently rather. For me, I lost 30 pounds on it or something like that. Uh, my hair was falling out, but like, I've heard people describe chemo as like the feeling of battery acid going through your veins. Mm, you, you mm. don't get that with dialysis you do not so we're we're like the soft core version of of chemo but do you
0: feel weird as when it's happening yeah. what is it so explain what is dialysis it, it like filters the blood through a machine right
1: yes it does there's the freaking machine that does the job that your kidneys should have done and uh it, like my hours my sessions were like four hours And I just watched Married with Children the whole time, so (laughs) I I don't know. I got an odd crush on Al Bundy. It's freaking weird. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Something happened. Yep. There he goes again. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to go no webcam then. Yep. That's- no. All right. Keep the <laughs> picture or whatever, man. It's fine. You know what? They don't want to see my ugly mug anyway. Shaved for this and everything. but
2: <laughs> all yeah, It's good. all good. So you're talking about dialysis and it's the bitchy version of chemo. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's funny for me to like, just hear about these experiences. Cause I, you know, I really don't know anything about it, but I know the impact that joking about your experience can have in terms of making it easier to talk about. So I wanted to ask you guys, like, when did you first start making jokes about what happened to you? And what was that like for whoever would like to answer? Um, (laughs) Always Brandon. I started,
0: I think around the time that I met you or just around that time I started, like on stage, I started doing
2: kidney transplant jokes. Mm -hmm. Is that right?
0: I'm Sounds asking you like you, like you yeah. know my
2: history. No, I um, remember you talking yeah. about it. Yeah, I, I do remember that actually, yeah.
0: I remember doing it and you were th- there and you were like, that was really good. And it was like one of the first few times I'd started working out like doing kidney transplant jokes on stage. Yeah. And uh, I'll tell you, man, it was it was really interesting because I found a lot of other people that had transplants. It's It's you don't realize you say one thing and you think it's only you, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm all alone. This is really different. um, This is, this is totally interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm I'm nobody, nobody has gone through this experience. Right. Mm -hmm. But then after the show, people would come up and be like, that's crazy. You know, so-and-so my, my aunt had a kidney transplant. I had a kidney. I had a, a liver transplant. You'd meet all these people. Yeah. Um, so once I did it, it was pretty cool. It was like a really, I felt like I was in a different territory, you know, as far yeah. as telling <laughs> jokes, because it was like, it's hard to explain. I guess yeah. I don't have much to say.
1: <laughs> <laughs> how, many, how many years in did that start I start making uh, kidney jokes? Yeah.
0: Early, I guess maybe three to four years in. I do get a weird reaction sometimes when I bring it up. That's the other thing. I, I remember when I started doing kidney jokes uh people got i felt like a weirdness in the crowd mm-hmm. like i you yes. can kind of feel like people being like oh what's going on and i've never yeah. felt that before you know, you know uh, before know reaction
1: that was, I it hate was a, most is the is oh oh yeah oh like, no oh no, yeah
0: <laughs> which is brutal you never want to hear that but it was also <laughs> yeah. you can feel people tense up in a way yeah. yeah, you know, it was weird when you start talking. and Sebastian, you've talked about stuff like that on stage, but not mm-hmm. but your your own issues. Yes,
2: totally. Oh,
0: it's oh a vibe. You get a vibe. Yes. I, I don't know what it is.
2: Yes, it's it's very interesting. It's it's you. Well, I think part of it is how relaxed you are when you're doing the material. That's the audience can tell if you're comfortable with what you're saying. And I think when you first start out, especially, it's so easy to see that, like, you're you're just as shocked that you're talking about this stuff on stage as they are. And I think that that makes everybody feel less relaxed. And then over, over with time, you can sort of figure out how to present the material in a way that makes them feel like, okay, this, this guy's okay. I, I felt exactly the same way. And it was so weird after I would do molestation material initially and just, like you know you i generally bomb and then like get off stage and like nobody wants to interact with you after you (laughs) talked (laughs) about getting molested and it wasn't funny and that no was eye contact. The- Everybody just sort of looks away. Like, eh, yes, exactly. And that was like why I was so thankful for you, Brendan, and Chris was like, you guys, I mean, you were my first friends in comedy. It was so nice to have people that were just like, you Got you guys knew where I was at and you were willing to look past the fact that I had just bombed and just like, you know, it was... Uh, Everybody bombs though, you Yeah. know? Yeah. 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 Of, well, of course, of course. But at that time, it's like bomb. Is life or death. It's of like, course. You feel like it was yeah. just so uh it was so brutal. And like, you're laying your soul on the line with
1: your material material. <laughs> yeah, <bro>. like, <laughs> yeah. That is savagery, man.
0: Yeah, I mean <laughs> like, there's a difference yeah. when somebody's joking about uh, you know the I had a crazy night last night and you're talking about you know getting molested it's it's a yeah. it's a different <laughs> it's a different tv show what you're doing yeah. it's the yeah. getting different molested avenue. all
1: over again it's yeah. yes it, yes it really is exactly. uh,
0: dude i respected you right from the get-go from doing that though okay. you know and I, I people don't know how to react to that stuff and that's what i was saying like with when i do kidney ch- transplant jokes uh on my thing like
2: it, you just there's
0: a weird energy
2: nobody knows yeah. how to react do i laugh at this Right. And, but that's why it was like, I remember when I first saw you do the kidney material, and I was like blown away just because it's like, it's so impactful. Like, you can tell when somebody's talking about like something real rather than just like some, you know, just a fucking, you know, set up punchline, right? Like, it's, it's actually a who you are. It's a massive part of your upbringing. And it's cool to see people bear that and just like, fucking, here's who I am, you know, and, and just willing to kind of put it on the line. And it was, uh, yeah, I was so psyched when I first saw that material. So Thanks, no. man. What about you, Arthur? When did you start joking about it? I want to say pretty
1: close to right away. You know, because it's like, I mean, I'm sure we're going to face this problem forever. Mm-hmm. As long as we're doing stand-up. but It's like, what the hell do I talk about? What is a premise that I could do? Yeah. And so for me, it just turned out like, well, you know what? I got this funky story. So let me lay this on the line. Yeah. Uh, And yeah, so I was like six months. And dude, like I took my shirt off on stage and it's a mess, bro. It's a freaking mess. So if you bomb with your surgical scars, it's it's more (laughs) just faces of confusion and disgust and just like, why is this guy doing this? And (laughs) it's funny that you guys, like I have this, I guess, problem where like I'll meet another kidney transplanted person and I'll be like, ew, get away from me. Like, I don't want your, this is my thing. Like I don't want yeah. to share this. It's like, I good, you, you got one too. Great. Like, I don't want to be in this sad kidney groove. Like let's just all, you know, shake hands and part ways. But like, but again, it's just me being selfish and not wanting to face the truth, I guess, you know, cause I See, am a kidney boy to the core
2: so you mean like you you don't want to be like roped into sort of like the sad aspect of it yeah it's just i don't i just don't want this pity party yeah this freaking it's like
1: i don't want to be talking about this so i don't want you to be talking to me about this so like let's just (laughs) all forget i said anything and just move on you know that's
2: interesting yeah it's, it's odd, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's similar with molestation where, you know, if <laughs> when people bring it up, it's, the reaction is so often just, like, negative. Like, people just feel so bad for you, and, like, you just – it doesn't feel good to make people feel that way. So it's a lot easier yeah. to just not bring it up. But yeah. that's why it's, like, I feel like it's so important to have conversations like these and to be doing stand-up about it because it's, like, you can show people, like, hey, this doesn't have to be this super negative thing thing i mean you can spin it however you want to it's all just based on your perspective but i completely empathize with that and yeah uh...
1: and um as personal as it is it almost makes it general when you talk about it on stage it makes it impersonal almost you know yeah Yeah. it's like i'm throwing this stuff out to you guys you it's chew on it think about it like when you say it in your bit like this is your problem now you know right you play yeah like yeah, yeah.
0: That's, that's great yeah <laughs> and
1: also as a comedian like you were saying
0: Arthur, like if you have something that's unique to you like you have to do it yes yeah yeah no it's so hard to find like like let me find my own bits like you know what i mean it's like this is <laughs> so unique to to you to yeah. how could yeah. you not talk about it yeah how could you not that's what we do (laughs) we talk about ourselves exactly Exactly. and this is the biggest thing in our lives yes yeah
2: so how did these experiences impact the relationship with your guys parents because that's obviously like a huge you know thing to be able to 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 do for your kid and obviously it's amazing that they were compatible i know that that's like a big thing with with kidneys right is making sure you're a match and stuff yeah um so what, what was that like was were they uh were they psyched to give you a kidney or was did you have to convince them
0: a little bit i didn't have to convince them they no i i was you know i was i was a kid i so they 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 were happy to do it i mean i don't know my my parents uh i think it's made me closer with my parents mm-hmm. you know i mean it's it's a pretty unique bond to have yeah so um i i, I just feel like i'm super lucky but but you know Arthur has the same thing, so maybe I'm not so like yeah. You're
1: not unique, bro. I'm not, I'm, not as, yeah. I'm not as different as I thought You're not I was. a snowflake. You're a freaking human. <laughs> yeah. I'm no, but I have you, a great dude. relationship with
0: my parents, and, um, you know, it's something different than my friends have with
1: their parents, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. It's <laughs> – I'm kind of a piece of shit kid in that, like, I just, I just take them for granted. Like I'm like, yeah. oh, you'll you'll give me a thousand kidneys. I know you will. So mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> let's mm-hmm. not even think about it. But in all honesty, like it it uh it's very deep. It's like holy shit, next level. Because there are people that that won't go through with it. There are people that won't receive the kidney and people that won't uh un- undergo the surgery to give, even though they're compatible. Mm-hmm. You know, over like some just anxiety or whatever it may be. And it's like, you're just going to opt for a dialysis for a decade. Like just, you know, go under the knife, fucking do it. So Mm -hmm. I'm just glad my parents, you know, no questions asked. Dude, I can't even, I can't even imagine. Do you have any kids, Brendan or Sebastian? No, Uh, I don't. uh, No, me neither. Not that you know of, huh? (laughs) No, not (laughs) (laughs) not that I know of. (laughs) uh, My point being is like, talk about narcissism, narcissism. We're in our heads all the time. Mm. But then when you have that more important than you thing walking around, I assume it's like, yeah, I'll, get, I'll give him my kidney, I'll give him my fucking, the I'll die for you type deal it becomes very yeah. real. You know, so yeah. Yeah, I I remember talking
0: to I I had family over around that time. And I remember hearing like an uncle or somebody was like, I don't think I could do it. I don't think I could do it for my kids. And it wasn't even a question with my parents, both of them and also other people in my life, like my sister. And I've had friends that that, like in a minute I would give a kidney for you. Mm -hmm. And it's like it's pretty incredible because I don't know if I would do the same thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, what? Right. Uh, it's like, it's not my fault.
1: Yeah. 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 No, I have to give you a kidney. What the I, f- I want my kidney. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to keep them. I'm, keep them. <laughs> I'm a conservative but, when it comes to kidneys. Like, yeah. I'm,
0: <laughs> listen, I, I, I like, I'm going to keep these babies with me, <laughs> but like I, it blows my mind uh, oh, that, and you know, it's funny. So my first kidney transplant, I didn't appreciate it. Like it, it was like, it was like, yeah, all right, this is what you do. And I remember like the few years after, it might've just been my age, you know, I was 16, 17, 18. I remember after, th- or talking to my mother after, I was a shitty kid after that. Like I mm. didn't treat my mom the way she should. Like I was kind of a jerk. Uh, not like, like, not like I wasn't being like, like, yeah, it's about time you gave me that kidney. But I was, <laughs> yeah. I was just like – I was a dumb teenager, you know? So it took me a few years to, like, really appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I do, of course, now. But I remember afterwards, after that first kidney transplant, I felt great. I felt better than I've ever had. And I was just – I was like – it was like almost like a new leash on life. Mm. And I remember my mom telling me, like, after – you know, after she gave me this kidney, I just turned into this nightmare of a person hmm. and it's weird. It might've just been the time, you know, when you're that age, but like, you, I didn't remember. You were set it. free, baby. You were I was set, set free. free.
1: Yeah. Did yeah. you,
0: Arthur, did you feel, uh, like crappy? Like before your transplant, do you remember feeling after the first transplant, do you, did you feel like significantly
1: better? So I was six years old when you I got were young, my first yeah. one. So I don't remember. Okay. Thing besides, uh, <laughs> I was about to make a molestation joke. Uh, <laughs> dude, it's one of the only places it's totally acceptable to do so. Where to do it?
2: Oh man! <laughs> I was going to say you don't remember anything and from sex besides like, yeah. all the dicks, huh? Yeah. So <laughs> um,
1: no, freaking. So I was sixteen when I got my second, yeah. and I'm still in the same boat. Like I also like I kind of currently, I mean I appreciate it of course. I'm sitting here talking about it. I'm an adult, but like I don't act sick. You know what I mean? Like there there are people that um like let me ask you this, Brendan. Like with with COVID going on, are you? Because we're we're immunosuppressed. Yeah. Right? So we're more vulnerable, et cetera. Like, are you living your life a certain way? Are you on the quarantine vibe or like, what's uh, your deal with it?
0: I'm, I'm nervous in general. Cause I'm a nervous person. Uh-huh. So I'm as careful as I could, I can be, but I'm doing comedy shows. I'm hosting shows. I'm, right. I'm out. Uh, I am not a, I'm, a, I'm not that person either. I'm not, I don't act like I'm a sick person. I'm healthy. I feel fine. Just as good as the other person around me um i i'm not a sympathy case i don't feel that way at all yeah yeah i'm on the same page i I am careful but you know i'm as careful as i can be i have to live my life too you know
1: yeah i'm not even careful (laughs) like yeah i I went dude i went to mexico i went to florida
0: i went to las vegas i (laughs) I went to las vegas to do five minutes of stand-up comedy i'm like this is what i'm gonna do (laughs) <laughs> so I, I guess I'm not being that careful either. I'm wearing a mask if that helps. But you right, know, yeah, yeah. So yeah.
2: since you guys are both immunosuppressed, you get early access to things like vaccines, right? Ooh, baby, that yeah, vaccine. I'm, a, I'm, I'm afraid to take, take that it. vaccine, likewise. Yeah, that's that's yeah. what I was gonna ask. Is like, what, so let's say they came out with a vaccine that for COVID that was like, all right, this is ninety-five uh, percent effective or whatever. Which I the think number. they did. Is that is that established now? I think so. Yeah. Oh or, shit. So they say. So so you guys are both. Uh, what would be your what would be your take on that? I'm gonna wait. I wanna I wanna yeah. let the
0: first group of people check it out, dude. I get nervous when I get a flu shot. I'm like I feel <laughs> yeah. my veins. I'm a freak, dude. I like I don't I don't do well with that stuff. So like, I I'm I'm afraid to do this right away. Mm-hmm. i just i am I'm, I'm like i said
1: i'm a nervous person yeah um yeah i agree uh i listen to a lot of alex jones no fucking, <laughs> right. uh, no but you know like i don't even get my flu shot regularly and like uh being kidney transplanted you got to go to the dermatologist once a year i don't even do that being chronically ill you got to be doctor oriented mm. but i'm just so not me neither yeah, I'm not saying, bro, but, like, you know, I, is it is it better for our health? Are we screwing ourselves in the long run? Probably.
0: but was, So, I got the flu shot this year, the first year I got in the flu shot in many years, and I only got it because my dad made me. There you go. Because I was going to Vegas. He's like, at least get the flu shot. <laughs> my dad had to take me to the – CVS to get a flu shot. He had to drive me. He's like, listen, I know you're not going to do it by yourself. So I'll take you. Let's go. We'll do it together. <laughs> the thing is they switched it out for the
1: COVID vaccine. Yeah, exactly. Oh
0: God. <laughs> uh, and then the dermatologist, I actually, I'm fair skinned. So I have like things on my, I've had to get things removed from me, but even that I don't keep up with.
1: Mm, right.
0: I'm terrible. I'm a terrible patient. I feel like I've, I've, I've been through all this stuff. I don't want to deal with it. Mm, i have likewise. friends my sister being one of them uh is somebody that loves to go to the doctor she has a headache she goes to the doctor <laughs> I'm like,
1: what, are you, what do you that's mean that's funny i'm
0: really? like i i'm like y- you're wasting your time what are they gonna say take an mm. etc like i barely go i have to be pulled out of my apartment to go to the doctor which is probably a terrible thing to say <laughs> yeah, no we're guys dude
1: that's how it goes
0: it's funny. You're the same way. We're, we're, we're yeah. very similar with that. Yeah. That's interesting. I wonder if that's a thing. Like, it's like, we've,
1: we've seen enough. <laughs> let me ask you. Well, first of all, let me ask you, Sebastian, do you have any
2: medical shenanigans going on? Um, I've had a bunch of concussions. I had, uh, <laughs> a
0: bunch?
2: Why is that yeah. funny? I'm so yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've had, I got them all uh, in college when I was playing soccer and uh, um yeah. Wow, the fruitiest concussion you could get. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> People don't really uh yeah, Not football, football. Yeah. That's right. That's right. <laughs> it's uh it's interesting. I, I didn't I've I'm trying to be less I feel like the more paranoid I am about it, the more likely I am to get hit in the head. Like when I was in college, like I was constantly worrying about it and it felt like that just made more concussions happen. And yeah, just, uh, so I'm trying to not worry about it so much, but I am definitely paranoid about them just because it's so easy to get them, the more you get. Um, but I haven't really had any sort of lasting. I haven't had any like surgeries in, in the sense that you guys have had, but, um, it's interesting. And you also said something, uh, Brendan about how like you, you weren't cool with like right after it happened, like you were kind of shitty towards your mom, despite this thing having happened and her having given you a kidney. And I, I had a similar experience where after I spoke up to my parents about getting molested and, he, and we went to court it's like even though i i wasn't necessarily shitty towards them but i felt like i wasn't appreciating what they were doing for me that much like um like at the high school soccer games the, the guy who molested me was there uh because of the restraining order he still had the right to go see his son's soccer game was he the one giving you concussions too <laughs> Yeah, maybe not officially diagnosed but he definitely uh he definitely racked up a couple he tripped uh, you yeah yeah, but uh, <laughs> but I remember. So all the parents would like stand in front of the 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 guy and like block his vision, right? And so that he couldn't see awesome. the field. Um, and in retro, like in retrospect, I'm like so thankful that they did that. Yeah. Like that was such a nice thing that they were doing. But at the time, I was like kind of embarrassed, and I was like just like ah, stop making a big deal about it, you know? And I feel like you we have a tendency to sort of just like. You know, for whatever reason, just not want it to be like a big deal. Yeah. Whatever we've been through, and I think that maybe that's part of the. It's almost like a defense mechanism. Like, let's just like don't even don't even make it a big deal that you gave me your kidney, mom. <laughs> you know, yeah. something like that.
1: That's funny. It's kind
2: a
0: defense
1: mechanism. Yeah, it's great that a bunch of parents can come together and be some cock blockers. That's
0: awesome. <laughs> that's
2: right. <laughs> yeah, sorry, that I was sitting great. on that one. Yeah, yeah, it's good it's evident <laughs> that is what it was yeah. and that's how it's it, it, it but at the time you're just like you just kind of want to live your life and like you don't want it to be any sort you don't want to be identified as like the kid who got molested or the kid who got a kidney you know Dude, yeah. want a normal life
1: Well, I, look, bro as a teenager you don't even want to have your acne noticed you know what yeah. i mean yeah let alone be invisible so when i first
0: got my transplant uh, <laughs> i the medication they put me on made my face so fat like i i I just look like they have this thing called uh moon face that that like like i was a real skinny kid and then like right and after one summer my face just like i look like a balloon you know yeah and i remember going to there's like a town carnival uh right right you know down the block here Mm -hmm. and uh and i remember going there with my other friend and it was my first time out after my kidney transplant and uh you know you, you're not even noticing yeah like i knew i was uh, my face is a little different now i but I, I wasn't paying too much attention to it i guess i mm-hmm. you know everybody around me was like you're fine and then i saw like this one kid who i was friends with like i, I was in his class the last year and uh, and I remember sitting there talking to him, and he uh, looked at the other kid that I was with, and he goes, uh, "You know who he looks like? He looks like Brendan Ryan." Guy <laughs> I had no idea. I was <laughs> Brendan <Yeah>. Ryan
1: <laughs> behind <laughs> the fat face. I
0: am. <laughs> yeah, wow. it, was, it was weird, man. It was like, what'd you say? I was like, I was, you know, the that's the thing. Like at that age, you don't know how to react to stuff. I think that's yeah, the other- yeah. Like So I was like, oh, that is me, man. I had a. Kidney transplant, my face is a little fat these days. I yeah. That's what I said. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, it's this weird thing. I don't think you're like equipped to deal with it at all. So, like, you kind of no. become like,
2: yeah. Yeah, maybe you become a shitty person. I, I don't know. It, it, you just sort of deflect it. You're not instructed on how to handle these situations. And it's like part no. of why it's so good to have these conversations is because people that are going through similar things can have a better idea of what it will be like. And like, you know, it's uh, even though it was obviously super you know devastating at the time, like that's pretty hilarious that somebody just looked at you and was like, you look like the person that you are. Like, yeah. that's oh, pretty- you look,
0: like, you look <laughs> like Brendan Ryan. Oh, okay. Thanks, <laughs> <exactly>. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like you ridiculous yeah. yeah when you're on dialysis they need a way in which is through a i guess it's called a catheter but uh mine was on my chest and uh i was changing in the locker room and uh you know this whole freaking thing is sticking out and one of my friends looks at me he's like dude you're like a robot and, you know he's a dumbass 14 year old kid but i'm just like freaking devastated crushed on the inside yeah want to die but i'm like uh, <laughs> robot uh, you know like i can't yeah. even do anything and i couldn't i couldn't shower right so like mm. i had to sponge bathe like it was a freaking mess bro yeah on dialysis you can't shower well the way my setup was, my setup, my fucking whatever was going on. Yeah. Like, it it's, it risks infection, right, when Jesus it's exposed. Christ. But, yeah, like, there's a version where they put it in the arm and they inject every time you uh, go to die out. So that's a mess, too. It's all a freaking mess, bro. You're a Frankenstein freak walking around. It mm-hmm. sucks. But, I mean, talk about, like, building character and – like becoming an individual you're just like well shit these people's normal approval is never going to come around or feels like never at least even though you are in fact normal and part of the group Mm. um but so like i i was already geared toward introversion a little bit so i just even introverted even more Mm -hmm. yeah and yeah, I, I feel yeah. the same way. Yeah. 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 It's just, uh, you know, but like, and so it messed up my education. Like I had to get a GED cause I couldn't finish high school on time because I was freaking getting cut open and putting a kidney inside me. Mm. And, uh, so yeah, it's, just, it's, it's a mess that you have to deal with outside of the medical stuff too. It's like, it's a yeah. life mess. Yeah,
0: definitely. Sure is. yeah. Do you feel Arthur, do you feel better as like a, for gone through it, though?
1: Yes. You know what? Okay. I don't know if you guys have heard people talk about, like, getting diagnosed with cancer. Those, yeah. you know, extreme cases where they kind of... Um, they transcend giving a damn about the bullshit. And they're just like, look, just live life. Just be happy. All this, this spiritual shit. Mm-hmm. And, like, I've done that twice. <laughs> and I'm not even 30. So, like... My, my life is both great and a throwaway all at the same time. It's like, I could die, but like, I'm not dead now. So let's fucking do stand-up. You know, it's like, yeah, it's yeah. so, it's so confusing. I, I don't know what to do with it, but yes, I do feel like a better person. I feel like I've been through some shit outside of that, like just family shit, just like all this weird freaking like, and now my brain is just starting to wrap itself around like, okay, you know what? You took your bruises, you took your lumps, but we've, we've had some, some advantages too. Let's just make the rest of our life happen, man.
2: Yeah yeah I mean it's interesting thinking about like you know the, the, all of these things that we go through I mean it feels like you're so alone while they're happening like I mean I yeah. can imagine just hearing you guys talk now about your two experiences like I assume that you didn't at the time like growing up in high school and stuff did you know anybody else that was going through this kind of stuff or Hell, all the people that I was on dialysis with- <laughs> right right but not in your uh, Hell no,
0: everyday dude. life yeah no yeah, I no, didn't no. have any I, I wasn't even a, the first guy I met was i shared a room with this guy that had surgery the next day after me had a kidney transplant the day after me Mm -hmm. that's this and and that was crazy to me i'm like oh this is a guy that has the same thing as me yeah i didn't didn't meet anybody that had the same thing as me you know
2: Well, that's, I mean, it's funny because this is exactly how it felt with molestation. Like, even though there were so many kids that were going through the exact same thing, like yeah. you feel like you're the only one going through it at the time. And uh, it's particularly with molestation because it's like, you know, so p- swept under the rug. Nobody wants to talk about it. Uh, but in reality, it's like, you know, it's so helpful to talk with other people that can empathize with your experiences. And, and just like, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, I think that if I had known somebody at the time who was like yeah i went through something like that it would have made it so much easier it's
0: all but that that brings it back to like when you do stand up and you mention this stuff and it's like wow i wasn't alone at all this is all yeah, over
1: the place you never <laughs> are dude you never anything. are yeah yeah because you know like i'm sure you guys have gone through like terrible breakups yeah where you feel alone, right? Mm -hmm. But somebody has been stomped on even worse than you, bro. Of course. And there's like, there's solace in that. It's like, well, shit, she didn't do that to me,
2: so... (laughs) Exactly, You know, like just... So Yeah, and it's not that it's you know, there's a spectrum of these the things that happen, but everybody's got stuff. And it's just like it's it's wild that most people never talk about it and feel like they can't talk about it for whatever reason. Um, but yeah, we're all so fortunate to have found stand up. Not that you need stand up to you know no, you heal do need an outlet. This, outlet though. Though. Yeah. Yeah. It's well it's definitely we'll, an outlet. It's it's helped yeah. me tremendously, I I think. I think so as well.
1: Yeah. Dude. It's and I'll say that like you guys were talking about people tensing up when, yeah. when you throw these topics at them, we become a manifestation of their problems a little You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. their problems are right in their face now yeah. and it might not be molestation. It might not be a kidney transplant, but it's like, Oh, sh- my trauma. No, 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 no. Put that down. Put that down. Put that down. Stop, stop, right. stop, stop, stop. But like, you know, we're, uh,
2: we're the we're like mini versions of shrooms dude just bringing it out <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well it sort of it goes and it can go the other way too where people are like maybe uh, they I've spoken with people that aren't, you know, in addition to the people that are like, Oh, I didn't want to think about that. But now, now I am, you know, cause I, you're talking about it. Yeah. I've also had people that are like, I didn't know that you could talk about it in a funny way. And people are like craving that outlet. Like they oh, yeah. they want another way to process these things yeah. that normally make them feel so bad for even bringing up. May I ask you this, Brendan, because this Please. is kind of unique to this situation uh are you
1: what, what do you think about future needing a kidney oh man how uh, does that enter your mind and it scares me to be honest with you I, like i
0: it's it's something i don't like to think about and <laughs> yeah i think that's a, a big reason why i'm not good with going to the doctor because i mm. don't i feel fine but like i don't want to start hearing that uh you know it's time to start thinking about something we're getting to the core baby well, it's gonna affect somebody else's life, yeah. right? It's not and, just me. And for us, it's re- <laughs> yeah. it's going to happen.
1: that's yeah. it's going to happen. Yes. What's that's, the
0: end of my life gonna look like? That's what scares me. I'm not gonna go retire in Florida or Arizona somewhere. I'm gonna be on a dialysis machine. Is that is that it? I don't think the end for me.
1: Or maybe ah fuck, bro. Where's the technology gonna get better? Don't, don't make me cry. Actually, uh, uh, I'll throw this at you. Okay. So I was in the process of trying to join the military recently. And, uh, you know what you do? You just don't mention that your kidney transplanted until you have to. Mm. But, uh, so I was looking up a way to not take the meds because that's the problem. You could have the transplant. It's the meds that are the problem. So, uh, there's this method they do at Stanford. So you get the person's kidney and uh like i mentioned earlier it's immune system that's the problem with us that will reject the taking in kidney so what they do is they blast you with radiation kill your immune system and then take out bone marrow of the donor and make that implement that into your immune system oh my goodness so you go without medicine For the rest of your freaking life. And you just roll with that? Yeah. So I'm not going to do the vaccine, but I will do this very experimental freaking uh, Stanford shit. Wow. That's interesting.
0: Wow. (laughs) Fucking science, bro. I feel like we're always on the cusp of something. So, like, that makes me feel good. Yeah. It's like where we are right now is not where we're going
2: to be in another 10 years. Yeah, not even close. No. And it's also like, you know, it's when you're thinking about death and it's interesting that we you're thinking about what it's going to be like right before you die. What is that last experience? You know, whose lives am I going to affect who's going to be affected as a result of me needing another kidney, for example, it's interesting that we spend so much time thinking about what it's going to be like. And and yet, you know, I mean, who knows what will actually happen, but it's very possible that you, technology will get to a point where these things are seamless or maybe we'll be able to 3D print kidneys. And, you know, it, it's it's hard to know, but I do the same thing where I have a tendency to hypothesize about all these different situations that might happen and it ends up just making the time that I do have worse. It's like, well, here goes the, the present moment just slipping away from me thinking about these hypothetical future scenarios that may never happen. Um, but it's, it's, you know, it doesn't make it any easier necessarily thinking about them, but it's, it's also like, you know, it's good to think about because it does make you realize like how lucky we are to have something that makes saying goodbye so hard. It's a Winnie the Pooh quote for you. Um, <laughs> but uh yeah man who knows it, i didn't realize i didn't realize though that it was like a definitive thing like you will absolutely yes. have to get yeah. another kidney what is yeah. the time frame on that normally dude
1: i've had my current one for 14 years and to be perfectly honest it's looking like time's up really like you need kinda, one now kind not right now but like in maybe a year two three so again it's I don't give a damn about getting cut open, whatever. It's just that my life is going to have to be on pause. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to be dialysis boy and just more annoying. than. And like you said, Brendan, it's not about me. It's about my mom's tears. It's about my grandma's tears. It's about my sister. Like, just, mm. it's like, I don't want to see other people, you know, like, I don't want to be, cause you're the, you're the source of pain as well. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> i don't want to i don't want to be that
0: you're the so. reason that people have to deal with
2: this yeah it's, it's but it's also it's, so great that you have people that are happy to do it for you i mean that's pretty fucking awesome that it you, is you yeah. both you it know, is. yeah you're right people that were willing to do that and you know again it's like it's all how you look at these things it's entirely i mean easy to say for me with my two kidneys, I guess. But like, you know, it's like, yeah. I don't <laughs> you know. Never your heart, all that shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's it's wild, man. But it's it's still cool to be able to see people that have been through what you guys have went through that are now able to talk and laugh about it. And I I can't even imagine how many people that you guys have affected just by doing stand up in like comedy clubs alone, you know, and it's it's like, I guarantee you that if you were to show your material to people around the world that had been through these things, it would be like massively impactful. It's pretty awesome stuff. And I wanted to ask you guys just another thing. What would you say to somebody who is going through this right now or maybe will go through something like this in terms of your experience and getting to the point where you're at now where you're able to laugh about it? Obviously, it's still hard. Of course, it always is. But having the ability to make jokes and and look on the brighter side of these things that are often so negative, what would you say to somebody like that?
0: (laughs) I don't know, man. That's... It is. It's. I, I think everybody's got their own experience with it, their own journey and just be grateful that you're in a situation where you can get a kidney and you have people that love you that are going to take care of you. And I think it's good to like, look at, look at the people around you that like, Oh, look, look who cares for everybody. People care about you, you know, yeah. like you have people yeah. that love you. And I think that's something to take away that, but, not a lot of people can see that or you know even when I went through it I didn't see it but mm-hmm. when you look back it's it's pretty it's pretty insane how many people were there for you
2: yeah so, i don't know totally yeah. man
1: i would say even not specific to this case but in general but it's great for this don't take it personal as mm. odd as that sounds you're just going through something, and that's okay, and everybody is. And live your life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Go climb a mountain, go swim in a – I don't know, whatever. Don't, don't
2: be a comedian, though, because there's plenty of us <laughs> out there. Because <laughs> mostly it sucks. We, we don't, suck. we don't any, need any more kidney comics. There's, we there's don't this right <laughs> There's too, too, too many. Of
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't need
2: any other kidney comics. I don't. I <laughs> don't need the competition. <laughs> yeah, Dude, I, I yeah. think that's both. Climb a mountain, please. please. Yeah. yeah yes. Yeah, you, don't, is- you don't have to be defined by these things that have happened to you no, and you can turn them into all. a positive if you're, if you're willing to accept that it happened to you and that you can not only heal yourself, but like heal so many people along the way. And it's like, it's, it really just comes down to your perspective on it and recognizing that, you know, it may seem like you're the only person that's going through it, but not only are you not, but there are so many people out there who know exactly how you feel and can empathize with you. So i appreciate you guys saying that and tell man. your story like you have a
0: you have such a, a a unique beautiful story just for you tell it yes other people need to hear it so yeah. if, if yeah. you're going through that just i spread it spread the love and tell everybody your story everybody needs to hear it. it's
1: powerful man like i'm i'm reading uh bukowski right now yeah it's all powerful you know and it, like i don't know if you guys have heard this idea that like we are each other right so like sure. any, everyone can relate to everyone you know like so because i am you talking to myself and yes like you said that beautiful story just spread it man it's it's uh it's powerful it's very yeah powerful it feels story. it feels
2: like people um i know i i still do this and but especially when i was starting out like i i felt the need not necessarily with molestation material but i felt like I needed to come up with stuff, like fabricate these jokes and just like be funny, like make something funny happen. When it's like yeah. all of the good stuff is just the truth. It's like whatever your actual experience was, you can just go into that and figure out what really happened and be willing to accept your what was going on in your mind and what actually happened. And that acceptance of the truth like really will set you free from it. Yes. So I uh I completely dissect it and find everything that's wrong with you
0: and other people will will uh will relate to it in some way. In, Absolutely. in some way.
2: Absolutely. Dudes. Well, thank you both so much for doing this and coming on here. What are your guys' Instagrams? I know the podcasts, anything that you want to plug.
0: My Instagram is Brendan Ryan is fun. I believe I am. <laughs> uh and my I have a podcast uh called the Adult Babies Podcast, the Adult Babies Show. Check that out.
1: Yes. Awesome, man. I definitely will. My IG is Rezian underscore Arthur. It's spelled R E Z I A N. And whatever random stuff I make, it goes up there. So Perfect. Cool.
2: Thank you so much for doing this. Really appreciate you guys taking the time to do Thanks it. Thanks for having us, man. That, Thank was, you, yeah, that Sebastian. was fun. That's, yeah, dude. Yeah. Man, that was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed yes, that. it was. Thank you so much. We'll talk Thank to both of you, you again soon. For sure. Definitely. Man. Arthur, Be nice out. to meet you, man. You too, Brandon. Peace, guys.